So funny. So no, I have not seen most black movies. Um, like what? So we. I have never seen a Friday movie hoods. all the way through. Which one? One. Neat. Uh, none of them. I've never seen any of the Friday movies all the way through. So I can't come to you and say, "Are you ready for Jesus' return?" Well, if you're not. <laughs> because I'm turned over like, yes, I'm ready, but <laughs> I'm gonna have no Jehovah's idea what you're witness. talking about. It was Jehovah's Witness and the lady cussed him out because he slammed the door. Oh, yeah. Craig. <laughs> I know who Craig is because of my husband, but that's that's okay, the only we, reference we, I have. We've established you haven't seen Boys in the Hood. So I have not seen Ricky, Boys in the Hood. You don't know the impact of Ricky. You don't know do that. Have you seen Lean On Me? Oh, Lean On Me is a good one. You gotta have seen Lean On Me. I that one I don't know. Have you seen the color purple? Have you seen you? I have yeah. seen the color purple. Yes. Okay. okay, that movie's so long. It's coming out it again is. in December. It is. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. I want to see it because Fantasia's in it. I really like Fantasia. So I do but you know it. what? I will go see it because my um one of my old co-workers, Nadia, her daughter is in it. Oh, that's what's oh, up. Okay, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JC, she's in it. We got to support okay. JC. What yeah. other movie? I'm trying to think if you've seen it. Have you seen Love Jones? Mm-hmm. Okay, Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. I've seen Brown Sugar. I haven't seen Love Jones all the way through, so I don't know about <laughs> Wow. Have you seen uh, The Best Man? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, Love and Basketball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was my favorite movie for a very long time. It still is my favorite movie. Yeah. Ooh, what about He Got Game? I'm asking you that, and I've never seen it all the way through, but I just wanted to ask. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. What have about seen Baps? I have seen Baps. But even when I saw it, I was like, this is so dumb. That, it that's was dumb. That's what made it so it was good. Ob- so it was obnoxious. So me, I naturally don't like things that are obnoxious. It was and not so obnoxious. Obnoxious. It, it was. They were the beginning of Ratchet, but they was classic, uh, like classic. Yeah, they were classy Ratchet, ratchet. because when they were standing at that door, and she was like, "When we, when they open the door, you're gonna say how you doing? They're gonna say how you doing yourself?" And he said, "How did you get past security? Begging is not permitted in Beverly Hills." And she was like, "Oh snap! It's gonna go down." I love it because. They were so classy, ratchet. And see, we get straight ratchet now here in this 2023. Man, we don't get classy ratchet. There's, there's no such thing as classy anymore. It's just straight ratchetness. It is. And they was trying to be a little, you know, have some little etiquette, you know. They did their best and they grew up. They did. They did. What about they Crooklyn? did do their best. Who? Yeah, have you did? No. Girl. When she said Queenie, <laughs> and she was looking for that dog, and that dog popped up out of that sofa couch. <laughs> you gotta watch Crooklyn. Crooklyn was really weird. Um, did you we have to. Did you watch School Days? Yeah. She said she's seen School Days. I've never said that. You ain't seen School Days? No, I don't think so. And that right there is what they was talking about the different types of hair. 
don't know. Because remember, but two sides, it was the yeah, good and bad hair. Yes. Good about so that's been the thing with that such for a long time. Yes. Because yeah. the light-skinned girls had the contacts and the straight hair. Mm-hmm. And then the dark-skinned girls had, they just wore their natural hair. And, you know, with my yep. chocolate sisters. Yeah. So it was. We all would have been on the other side. We wouldn't have been on the Yeah, fair. we'd have been dealing with that for a minute. Well, I'd have been over there with y'all because, baby, I can't do no perm. That stuff was standing my hair out. I feel like I need to be a part of the lawsuit. <laughs> Did you say that? What hair? about the lawsuit? Like, that would have to be trillions of dollars because of the impact to the black community that perms have had that we didn't know, don't show, and nobody cared about what was going on. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. That was a line from uh, Boys in the Hood. But, like, when you think about the impact that perms had on us, perms had the black community in a choke hole. Like, a serious choke hole. They They did. Like, a choke hold. And now with this lawsuit, it's like... I just feel like we just need reparations. Great, 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 great grandmother, because, baby, they've been putting lie in their hair since... Madam C.J. Walker. Right. Did you see Malcolm X? Oh, are you talking to me? I thought y'all were still talking about that. Sorry. I had tuned out. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not do it on purpose. So YouTube is the thing. I I promise I didn't do it on purpose. I got to thinking about just stuff. (laughs) Yeah. You know they have a lawsuit against the Catholic priest? They should, because they they, they perverts, most of them. It's a whole lawsuit commercial on TV. Allegedly, we ain't trying to... Well, no, that's true. Some of them have been proven, but yes, they're perverts. But that lawsuit, it is a whole lawsuit commercial for priests, the Catholic priest on TV. Wasn't there a lawsuit as well against the Boy Scouts of America? It should be. Probably so. Yeah. We have to be so careful in this day and age. Like, the places where you think you're going to be safe or your children are going to be safe. And they're not. I hate it. But it's crazy that those are not the places that we kind of do more research and investigation on because that will be the prominent place for those people to reside. Mm -hmm. So it's like they're hidden in plain sight. Mm Mm-hmm. Because because there's a level of trustworthiness. Yeah. In the organization. In the organization, yeah. And so we assume that. Because think about it. I'm going to church. Like, this this is a man of God. And so I shouldn't have to, you know, worry about that, right? But we But think about it. Yeah, we do. What'd you say? I mean, think about it. They're the only church that advertises and promotes exorcisms. Exorcisms, yeah. Yeah, exorcisms. Like the, they're they're the only one. Not saying that it's not you know deliverance, but it's like they're the ones that's always going in and having movies about it and all of that, and they always defeated in it. It's always taking three. Mm-hmm. Like y'all have been in there for fifty hours, 
to get this demon out of Sally Mae. And you ain't nobody said nothing about the power of Jesus. Y'all throwing some water on her. I'm not coming out either. You throwing some doggone water on me. <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. But can I just say, sidebar, my mama and my daddy are on vacation in Key West because they just celebrated their 40th anniversary. Oh, it is 8 p.m. in the morning. Mama, why are you texting me? You supposed to be with your man. <laughs> You on vacation to make sure their baby is okay. Mm-hmm. No, she's Don't. she's texting me to do something. Or that. Oh Lord, no. <laughs> or that. <laughs> you know, Mother Teresa is about her. Let me tell you, right? So let me tell y'all. When I met Mother Teresa at an event, I don't think this was my first time seeing. No, this wasn't my first time seeing your mom in person. Um, but this is my first time. Ex- I don't think it was. I'm not sure, but this is my first time. Ex- Experiencing Mother Teresa. Yeah. So I call her Mother Teresa. So Mother Teresa too. began to talk about voting. And baby, I said, I understand. I understand exactly who Mother Teresa is in this moment. So I say to Jerry, was your mother a part of the Black Panther Party? Jerry's like, no. no. I, I was like, she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I said, I bet you she was. I felt it all. I felt it when she began to talk about voting in the community. So I said, ask her. So afterwards, I don't know how long it was. Jerry asked what Mother Teresa said. It's like said. a week later. I asked her. I was like, oh. And she was like, yes. I was like, oh, you were? Okay. I knew it. <laughs> Mother Teresa, no games to be played, okay? No game. Don't let that that small package fool you because you can get it. Listen, my mom don't, listen, she was part of Black Panther and she was in law enforcement. She was a parole officer. She don't be playing. She don't play. Mm-hmm. She, she don't, don't play. be playing. But yeah, she I'm going to need for my mom to go back to sleep so or go to breakfast with my daddy or something because why are you texting well, at least, me at 8 a.m.? Well, at least she texts you and tell you, I go through my emails yesterday and I got my whole daddy's onboarding process and I call daddy, where's the where's the pen? Where's the password? To my oh, can you can you fill that out for me? And he had to do a lot of testing um for this new position because you know here in Texas they passed a law that every school has to have an armed security. Mm. And so he took on that job after he was supposed to be retiring. But <laughs> he took on that job. And we were doing all this psychological stuff. And I was having to ask my daddy, like, did you do this? And he was like, no. Like, (laughs) I'm just asking. (laughs) Daddy, you told me to fill it out. So I got to ask the questions. My bad. So I go through my emails and it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, Monique, uh, fill it out for me. Uh, Because he's trying to work for the state fair at security. So he's like, fill it out for me. I'm like, but luckily they wouldn't let me fill it out because I wasn't on the work computer. I said, well, daddy, you're going to have to do this one on your own. And he was very disappointed. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was upset by that thing. <laughs> yes. So I'm literally my husband and my daddy's um, secretary. You are. Child. <laughs> I'm my husband's Google search assistant because clearly we don't have the same Google. Clearly there is more than one Google out in the world it has to be because my husband will be on his phone he will be looking at his phone his phone will be in his hand and he will say boo look this up for me sorry we used to say google yeah my husband will bring me stuff and he'll be like babe read that and tell me what you think okay go ahead and fill it out so no that's that's i don't want to do that that's not what i like first of all i don't care Second of all, 
I don't care. And third of all, bro, third of all, I just got finished working, and you think like there is sometimes I'm working two jobs, okay, at one time. Like, oh, I, I am. Two Absolutely. At one time, and it's like, oh, I get off, and I'm like. I can't. I don't have the brain capacity. Like, give me 10 minutes before you show me something. Like, just give me 10 minutes. That is so funny. So what that y'all been funny. up to? This is, I don't want to say, yes, it is our third season of Dear Christian Black Girl. It is Girl. our third season. We are back. We are in Black full Girl. effect. Um, first of all, I have to say, I listened to episode one. I played it back of season <laughs> three. Baby, okay, so listen for any of our listen, our, um, we kicked off this season with a bang. If you subscribe to the podcast and you are listening to this, maybe you are new to the podcast, go back to episode one of right. season three and just drop a comment because, first of all, just I laughed. Let us know how you felt about episode one. I laughed so hard, I cried and I cringed. I Why had did you cry? episode one did not cause for crying. I don't know. I think think there were opportunities in there that I just saw us and it's like, yo, we like really doing this. Like we really have a podcast that people listen to and tune into and hearing it because, you know, I often don't listen to myself on playback. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just be like, great, send it, whatever. Um, But listening to it, it was just like, yo, we are really doing this. So I was so proud of us for doing it. But when Uncle Kurt came up, I was like, girl, you should have just hit me. Like, you should have just muted yourself, okay? You should have just... Why? I mean, but it's, so it was necessary. Thing, yeah, not only that, my thing is, that's a real conversation. That's a, That's a real-life scenario where one friend feels one way, another friend feels another way. Neither one of them about to change their mind, but they still friends at the end of it, right? So let's that's, talk that's about that's a that, real right? Thing. Because we have, yeah. I'm sure, we have all experienced friendships dissolving because of disagreements um friendships dissolving because one friend doesn't really care about the opinion of the other friend like have you all ever experienced um one of your friendships being dissolved because one party didn't want to bend or fold or understand the you know the perspective of another friend yeah i call those flakes yeah that's not real friendship my thing is Here's the thing. You you have literally, and I do mean literally, been at the altar with me while I was crying my eyes out. I'm not going to ruin a friendship over Kirk Franklin. It's not going to happen. Okay, we together. <laughs> we together, right? You you didn't see me throw up at the altar. You you didn't see all this stuff, right? Same. You you done made me cry on FaceTime. Like, I'm not finna ruin a friendship. <laughs> I'm not finna, like, be like, oh, you, you know, You showed up at whatever. my house kicking in the door, waving a 4-4 on and out. I did not kick in the door. Don't say you that. Might, you should, you, it, that was the only thing missing. <laughs> in my defense, all I did was ask a question. That's how she experienced it. I experienced it. Number one, it you had already very, let me in the house. She jumped the, the gate. Point. Right, she picked her car up and put it over the gate. Matter of fact, she waited for somebody to come out, so she zoomed through the other side, you know, the exit side of the gate. She came in on that side. I heard I these tires like squealing, like, ah! and then before I know it was like, doo, 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 doo. 
boom, the door kicked in and she was like, let me ask you this. That's how it plays out in my mind, whether that really happened in real life or not. Didn't happen. That is That's totally not what happened. I was That's in your narrative. I was in your, I was near your house and I texted you and said, Hey, what you doing? I'm near your house. You was like, nothing. I was like, okay, I'm about to come over. I got to the gate. You gave me the code previously. So I, I had I was able to use it. The code. Then I rang your doorbell. Then you came to the doorbell. Then you opened the door. Then we sat down at your kitchen table and we were talking. And then Holy Spirit said, Well, Jerry, ask her this. So I asked you, fill in the blank, and you gave me that look like if you wasn't my friend, if I really didn't love you, I would really kick you out of my house. I but I didn't you. really care because Holy Spirit was empowering me. And so when that happens, I don't care how you feel. She didn't care. She didn't care. I didn't. You know I, was was, I just, I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to kickstart your, your brain today. to to think about something. I mean, I don't know what God was gonna do with that. I just felt like we needed to have that conversation. I'm just saying. This is me rolling. I got a eyes. sidebar. What's your sidebar? I'm looking in our names, and I see that you and Takesha just had your first name. I don't understand why I've got the my whole name <laughs> on here. <laughs> Because the screen before you came on, it told you to enter your name and you entered your whole name. I know, but I'm just, I'm I don't, I'm trying to, want, I'm, Dillard. I'm surprised. I'm, <laughs> I'm not understanding why I just had to, why I couldn't just put tip. It just seems like my, it has to be together. Then let it be together. I don't know. I was going to put Keisha. I was going to enter Keisha. It doesn't matter because nobody's going to see the names. So they're not going to have any reference to what we're talking about. Well, this is background. They're going to be like, what names? But y'all, we, we, like, like, when we think about it, like, like that conversation from season episode one, and it just makes me think about how many friendships have been jacked up, ruined, or the course of the friendship has changed because of a disagreement. That really sucks to lose a friend over a disagreement that you can't find a resolution on. Like, I'm a firm believer that a disagreement does not mean that I don't love you and that I don't respect you. We just right. have it two just different means positions I don't disagree. on the matter. You know what I'm saying? We it's just have iron two... sharpening iron. Yeah. And it's okay that we That's just what that is. And I yeah. think we, we, we live in a time where friendship means you have to agree with everything that I do. That's second no, grade and third grade, where I don't like her. That's so not even it. That's like her, And I don't like this, so you That's can't Girl like Scout. <laughs> yeah, we need to get over that. And I think that it's a beautiful thing, right, to have a diverse group of friends who yeah. think differently, who, you know, I mean, like, core beliefs, yes. Like, you can't be my friend and you a Satanist. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't got nothing. Right. You right. can't be my friend and you are a professed witch. You can't be my friend and you cheating on your husband. You know what I'm saying? There is some right. core. Now, those are like foundational things, right? There are some foundational like, things. But Kurt, that, that Kurt Franklin conversation was not a foundational thing. You at was all, mad at Uncle Kurt because, you know, he had said some stuff previously. Okay. I, I saw what he said differently. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know what was different? You know what? I don't matter of fact, I'm not gonna ask this question because I don't know how to word it. No, you um, done already opened or we here now. Come no, on. No, I don't know how to word it. It's that kind of thing. Just, like, just say it. I don't know, because it may sound jumbled. So as Christians, right? So as women 
who believe in Christ, who profess Christ, who do our very best not to be a slave to sin, right? Like we really love Jesus and we are living our life for Jesus, right? We're not Christians on paper, right? You know what I'm saying? Like we, we live what we talk about, right? So you having a conversation with another Christian and they're saying, God said, you know, whether they audibly heard it, you know, was inspired by the word of God or, you know what I mean? Like they felt that pressing on their heart from the Holy Spirit and they are saying something that God said and you like, God ain't say that. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever been in a situation with another Christian and they're saying God said, and they really firmly believe in their heart that this is something that the Holy Spirit has spoken to them, but your discernment kicks up and you're like, God ain't me. Well, remember I shared the asking y'all to pray for my friend. She didn't say God didn't say, but she said God didn't do. And basically what she was saying is God is not healing. She's not, he's not a healer. Because I've I've dealt da 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 with this for so long and he ain't done nothing. And I cannot say that God is not a healer because I've seen God heal my entire family yeah. from COVID <laughs> and brought my mom out of a hospital when her medical record showed that she was dying. So I can't say that he's not a healer. And and especially I can't say that he's not a physical healer or within mental health mm -hmm. because he is he is working on me. I'm in a healing journey and he's helping me. I'm seeing the fruit from my husband's healing journey. So I had to combat that. But I, my mindset was, okay, well, she don't receive this. I, I'm finna do what Jesus said. I'm finna dust my feet. But God was like, no, don't dust your feet just yet. You know, that's, you know, pray. And I took your instructions pertaining to, you know, fasting on her behalf and he was like this is where you step in as an intercessor yes. to be able to stand in the gap for her because she doesn't understand and she doesn't see because her response was well if I don't see well I don't see anything wrong with this that and this that and the other well until I see it then that's when I'll address it but in my mind you will never see it because the deception is already there It's the deception. so he's never going to let you see it yeah so how do we how do we deal with well I guess you just answered that how do we deal when we find ourselves in a situation where with somebody we love or care about or somebody we're in relationship with is being deceived by the enemy do you mind if I say what we're talking about no you're fine okay so like the shadow work journal right I'm sure mm -hmm. that people see it up and down their timelines all over the place like. And I know that we see it probably more on our timeline because we are faith a faith-based uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. So they look at that as spirituality, right? So it's mm -hmm. going to come up on our timeline because, hey, you're spiritual. This is spiritual. Baby, we're dealing with two different spirits. Let's get that correct, right? right? So it's right. that kind of thing where... There are so many people who are looking for healing and not just physical healing. They're looking for healing in their hearts. They're looking for healing in their emotions. They're looking for healings in their mind, healing in their minds. And it seems as if, oh my gosh, I have found the answer. Like, you know what I mean? Because people, the influencers um, are working this, this shadow work journal talking about the experiences that they've had, how they've gotten breakthroughs. And so people are seeing that and it's like, this must be it, right? This must be it. Mm -hmm. And it's the trick of the enemy and it is deception um, and deceptive because that is not from God. God does not hide right. 
in the shadows. He lights up the shadows with his light. You know what I mean? And so when we see, excuse me, a loved one going down that path, it's the kind of thing, and this may sound crazy, but I get it. I can, I can completely understand why somebody would want to turn to that because it seems like I can finally get an answer, right? Because it's that right. kind of thing where you're just trying to see, I'm not crazy. And it's because we, as humans, we need something in tangible form, something we can yeah. touch, something we can see, something we can connect to that we can kind of like write down with pen and paper like this journal, right? We can write it down, we can see it, we can experience it. But when we are walking out a healing journey with the Lord, there, that process looks very, very differently. And it's it not an opportunity. Can God heal us instantly from mental, physical? Yes, it can happen in an instant. You know what I mean? It can happen immediately. Some of us is going to take the issue to be 12 years old. Some of us, we may die with that thorn in our side, right? We may die with that battle, but it doesn't mean that God is not a healer or God is not a, 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 a way maker. It doesn't mean that God is not the lifter of our heads because of what we are experiencing, right? And that to me, like understanding with your friend getting this book and I don't know, thousands of people are getting this journal now. Like people are getting it and... I've seen a couple of people. I've been seeing it all on my timeline. I've been seeing one person who professes to be a prophet said they got it and that they really liked it because it really helped them. I'm like, wait, 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 what is happening? But it's not anybody. The thing about it is it's not anybody that is a believer of Satan. It is all people that say they profess believing in God. They have, mm -hmm. they have some form of relationship with God, but what you have to realize is when it comes to God and when it, when it comes to him doing something, God doesn't give you something to replace him. He may give you something as an added resource, like, okay, you're going to, I need you to go to this therapist and I need you to work with this therapist, but you're also, this therapist is going to coincide with me because when I'm sending you to this therapist, I'm filling that person up with what I need mm -hmm. for that therapist to talk to you about, to right. pull some things out. Because sometimes we've dealt, we've suppressed trauma so much to where it, we become amnesia, like, like we have amnesia. And so it's been so suppressed so deep to where God is like, he has to pull, he got to literally dig up the bones and the roots. And I say that because when I came back home, my first service at the Potter's house like in worship, I was literally over there being delivered because when I closed my eyes, I just seen a man like digging mm -hmm. and I'm like, what is this? And then God was like, that's me. I'm digging up those, those bones of abandonment that you experience here. And from a, we know from, you know, a long time for a child, I was like, mm, I didn't deal with abandonment like that. But when he start, when I wrote my book, I started to feel like I, dang, yeah. I did feel abandoned. Yeah. And so he was digging up those bones because he told me he said I took your he said I took Michael back to where he experienced abandonment, mm -hmm. and I'm bringing you back to where you experienced abandonment so that I can dig up those bones, because those we didn't experience it in the place that we resided, we experienced mm -hmm. in the places that we grew up, and so you know. He didn't need assistance. And then even then he was like, okay, so you need to do this to this. 
I need you to connect with this life coach so that way you can walk through it. But it's always uh, an it's it's connection with what he's doing. He's just using them as a tool. Right. But this shadow working journey, it's journal, y'all are saying it's literally, <laughs> it's not a tool. And then you're using it saying, oh, it's a form to replace. Because the comment to me was, so I'm not supposed to deal with my feelings. And I'm like, no, you're going to deal with your feelings, but you'll deal with your feelings with God. Do you not know that every emotion and every be if he knows every hair on your head, does he not know every emotion that you felt? Not even that. If he bottles up your tears. Yeah. And so, yeah. I'm I so... think it's the place where people are so desperate for healing that mm-hmm. it's there is anything. no space for time, right? There is mm-hmm. no space for process. There is no space for God to be God. And I think that the shadow work journal allows people to get instant gratification, but they don't, you know, because it's like, you could be asked a question, you could write this out. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at it or anything like that. I'm just saying what's coming up on my timeline, but you're able to answer these questions and things like that to help bring clarity uh, to, you know, whatever your deepest, darkest, whatever. But the thing about that is, is that while I can understand it and I thank God for deliverance and healing and time because I can say that I would have been one of those people who purchased it. I would have been one of those people because there was so much time in my life that I just could not get my mind right. That was not a plug. I promise it was not. <laughs> but I, well, she has I mean, a book but with since, that title. since we're here, well, what I'm just saying, talk to us about getting your mind hush, right. Hush, what is that? Hush, what is that? Hush, I'm just saying. Hush. Soft plug. Takesha has a book on Amazon called Girl, Get Your Mind Right. It is a game changer to how you think. You should definitely go get it. it. Is, I'm just saying. It is a game changer. And here's the it reason is. why. Because... <laughs> For somebody who has dealt with abandonment, rejection, abuse, low self-esteem, jealousy, envy, all all the things that God hates, right? For a person mm-hmm. who has dealt with all of these things for a large part of my life, I would have gravitated towards this, even being a Christian, because I was looking for a reprieve, right? I was in the church and I would have people coming up to me saying, oh my gosh, you are a blessed woman of God. They prophesied this and they prophesied that. And I kept looking at them like, but y'all don't, God not showing you that when I leave here, like I just want to go take a bottle of pills and kill myself. Like God is not showing you that like I'm literally dying inside. Like God is not showing you the torment that is happening in my mind. The only thing you could prophesy to me is that I'm going to be wealthy. That's who you are, right? I'm gonna need you to back up because you you can't be and I and this is this was my limited understanding of a prophet. However, I think some people just whatever. So So, because you have prophets and then you have people that just be lying. And the thing about it is, they may see, but you ain't seeing, right? And so I would have gravitated towards this book because it would have given me a sense of okay, so I'm not crazy. Other people are dealing with this, and this is how I can work through it. Because it's mm-hmm. me, just like for your friend, that this healing was not my portion, right? That this healing that I desperately needed, that I was crying out to God for, did not come in the manner that I thought it would, right? So with my healing journey, and you all can chime in here, with my healing journey when it comes to my mind, I am still on that journey, 
right? Because it doesn't Absolutely. mean, as God is healing us, it doesn't mean that Satan does not come back and try to introduce what you dealt with before. It's not like he does, that he stops trying to convince you that what God said is not the truth, right? Like he said to Eve, did God say that, right? Like he said to Jesus, if you be, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that he's going to stop with these, these, think about this, right? These hypothetical scenarios. It's not like he's going to stop when God is healing your mind. It is our responsibilities our responsibility as daughters of the most high God is to stay with God. The Bible tells us mm -hmm. that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, right? We have to stay connected for that mind process to continue. And I think like with your friend and many other people who are gravitating towards this journal as Christians is because they're like, I've prayed, I've fasted, I fell mm -hmm. on the altar. I've done all the things. I, yeah, I and I get it. All the things. I get it. What? But that process literally is like, especially with the mind, especially with healing of the mind, because you can't see it. Nobody can mm -hmm. see what you are dealing with, right? If it's a physical ailment that's visible, you're like, oh, I get it. But when it's mental, most people don't get it. And mm -hmm. so when you're looking at something and you're just trying to find some sense of help, I can see why people gravitate towards it. But as a person who has had to deal with getting my mind right, I really pray and I implore uh, those people, whether you believe in God or not, do not go down that road because it is literally going to cost you your life. And if you think that you had issues in your mind before, you have experienced nothing yet because the person who even created this journal, the, the backstory of this journal, the... Um, under lines of this journal, you cannot tell Satan how far to come in when you open the door. That's all no, I can absolutely. say. You cannot tell him open how door far means to come open access. And what you thought you were dealing with, you will deal with it 500 times worse because you have mm -hmm. now given him access and permission to go into the deep recesses of your mind. And that is a very dangerous, dangerous place to be. Because he doesn't and care about you. you won't even know what hit you. You ain't going to know. You won't and even. And it seems good on the surface. And it's going to be subtle because he comes mm -hmm. in real subtle. He's not going to hit you hard with everything. It's just going to be little. He's just going to start breaking things down little by little by little by little. I think about it like termites. When you have termites mm -hmm. in your house, you don't really know that they're termites until you start to go to a wall and you put your hand in. And like, what in the world? What, what's going on? on the and outside. then you're going to have somebody. But on the outside of your house, your house look good and it is everything is up. But you got a whole part of your house that's being ate up by termites. And you don't even know it until, like you said, you put your head on something or you try to put something up and the whole wall just kind of caves in. Now you're looking like, okay, what's going on with my house? And so here? that's how he does. He, he eats away at stuff. But one thing that people have to realize, and I think too, to, your, to add to your point, is that when we do start to heal, um, I feel like because of the pain, because we, I think people think that healing is supposed to feel good. So I'm not supposed <laughs> not to feel, feel pain. And when you go through healing, uh, healing process, especially when you go through it with God and you, you do true healing, it's going to hurt. And mm -hmm. I always, you know, me and uh, Michael was talking about this the other day because he expressed to me, he was like, babe, this don't feel good. I don't feel good. 
And he was like, I just don't, this don't feel good. And I said, babe, I get it because I'm on the other side of mm -hmm. it. So I'm his encourager. Like, keep coming. I understand. Get past the pain. I get where you were because I was where he was in 2020. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so three years later, here he is going through his own. And so I told him, I said, yes, it feels bad. But one thing about it, me and my husband have had surgery. And I'm like, think about how much pain you were in when you were recovering versus when you had to have the surgery and you were dealing with the issue prior to surgery. And he was like, yeah. I said, that's where you are spiritually. You're in a recovery process. I said, because you got to think why God has to get down and he got to uproot everything. He got to cultivate he got to cultivate that contaminated soil because your soil has been contaminated by the seed. And you know, some soils, it's like a seed bank. So they just store up soil, a seed. Mm. So you, he got to get all of that up. He got to cultivate your soil. He got to get that soil from being contaminated. He got to uproot everything, dig up everything. Because like I said, some seeds are still in the ground that have not grew. So he got to do all of that. And that stuff is going to hurt. He going to prune some stuff, cut some stuff, cut some stuff back mm -hmm. so that you can produce more fruit. And then as he keeps cutting and pruning, you're going to produce much fruit. And so it's like you're going to have to go through that process. So it's going to hurt. You're going to have to relive, uh, relive those traumatic situations. And sometimes healing also exposes you. Because sometimes we sit so long in the place of the victim in our mind, but then he also has to shine a mirror and say, but look, look at your actions. Look at what you did. Look at what you said. Look at the decision you made. You allowed that person to come in and then you got to deal with hard truths. And sometimes we don't want to deal with hard truths. We want to be like, they did me wrong and they did this and they did that. You know what I'm saying? And, not, and, and in some instances, it is that way. Yeah. But then sometimes we have to be be honest enough to be honest with ourselves to face the hard truth. Because there were weeks where I was talking to y'all and Jared's like, well, how you doing? And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm I just alive. had to face some hard truths today. And she was like, well, okay, well, you know, that happens. And I'm like, I don't like the way it feels. <laughs> that's okay. What I would tell you. That's okay. That's okay. That happens. But in that moment, I'm like, I don't need the coach, Jerry. I need the friend, Jerry. But she was just staying in the vein. Like, yes, but you're going to pull through it. You're going to walk through it. And sidebar, y'all, I have two friends that are coaches. So, of course, that's what you get um, when you have two friends that are coaches. Sometimes they don't go to the friend side. Like you be wanting, like, girl, what's happening? What's going on? Like, hey, you need some tissue, and they be like, okay, suck it up. Okay, you're crying, dry them up, but let's pull through, and we're gonna move forward. And in that moment, I'm like, I don't want. I need that. you to like. I don't want that. I need you to be trying to break down like I'm breaking down. I'm over here, like my chest is wide open. So here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, Tiffany. We can't both break down. Somebody got to be the strong one at at some point. Because if you breaking down, that means I need to encourage you or, you know, do whatever needs to be done so that you can be okay. If we both breaking down, that might not happen. But let's talk about people that want people to be broken down. And that also kind of destroys relationships because it's like, you're not breaking down. I need you to break down. Like, I'm, I'm in a, I am over here pulling my hair out and you just standing there like... 
because people will take that sometimes as you're telling me to get over it. Yeah. No. And I'm 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 still trying will, to sit yeah. in it. Yeah. I'm I'm still trying to sit in this. And you're telling me to get up, uh, get up and get over it. And I don't want to get over it. I want to sulk. I want to sit in it. And I have to be honest. Then I'm not the friend for you. Yeah. And that's <laughs> if, why. If, if you're that type of, if you're that type of person that wants somebody. To, now, not saying that I won't sit, sit in your stuff with you sometimes. But naturally, when I'm sitting there, God is speaking. And ultimately, I, I got to answer to him. Right. I, I got to do what he say. And so if we're sitting, if you're if you're down, if you're going through something and I'm just like, oh, it's going to be OK. I understand. Yeah, he was wrong. Yeah, girl, that's not your real friend. And God is like, but 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 she did this, this and this. Tell her that she needs to get her stuff together. And if I don't say that, it's on whatever you. happens to you because of this is on my hands. Listen. I don't like blood on my hands, naturally or spiritually. Don't want that. And so I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to always tell you the truth and love. I'm going to always love you through it. But I'm going to always tell you, sis, you you bogus. If I listen, so y'all know, if I tell myself I'm bogus, I'm definitely telling you. I'm not going to be doing that by myself. Okay. We know. We know. I'm just saying because we be bogus. We be bogus. We do. And so. Like the Lord just be telling me to tell y'all stuff and and like let's not act like y'all don't be on my phone because Takeshna did. sent me a text message or phone calls. So I was in prayer this morning. Okay, that's normal. <laughs> and the Lord told me this, but I feel like it was for you too. Okay. Like, Get your see, systems in order. Here's the thing. Okay. We cannot both be in the same sinking boat, right? Because we can't save us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that Listen. we need to have friends who are going to say, boo, I see you out there in the middle of the ocean. And you got a thimble trying to get the water out your boat. I'm going to throw you this lifeline <laughs> right quick, right? I'm going to be like, here's the lifeline. I see you. Let me reel you in, right? My lifeline throwing to you is I see you and I hear you. But let me bring you over here because I want to get my hair wet, right? So I'm going to pull you back to shore. I'm going to give you a towel. And my towel is I hear you, boo. Like we drying you up. I'm so sorry that you have experienced this. It sucks. And the next thing that come out of my mouth, especially if it has to do with However. Another, right? Another person <laughs> who hurts you, I'm like, we could get them. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a fighter. Yeah. Like my, yeah. my first thought, my first saying to you is, you want to get them? Because we could get them. But I'm going to laugh it off to bring to snap you up, right? To kind of like, and then you're going to be like, yeah, I want to get them. And I'm be like, you know, we can't though, right? We can't do that. We can't. Because that's going to bring you back. We and then we that. can have a real conversation. So it's not the fact of, well, I hope that as friends, I, that's why I love y'all, right? Like as friends, I'm going to pull you out. I'm going to pull you out so at least you're not sinking. Even if you have to break down on shore, even if you are on your hands and knees and you are crying out to God on shore, this is unfair. This is not right. Let God do that mm -hmm. healing. Let God do it. And like you were saying, Tiffany, that healing process is not the same. And that's why we need people like Jerry who come along and kind of introduces these questions like, so have you considered, right? It, it's that I'm kind of saying, question. I'm just so... Because the questions that you ask are so important. They are so important because it snaps us out of our own sunken place. It's like, 
even if we get mad at you, our attention is diverted at least for a minute to say, why are you asking me that? Right? But now you yeah, have Yeah, because when she didn't when she didn't sit with me, I was like, I don't I don't wanna you just overlooked where I said I had to face some hard truths. Like that and this the hurting. like I'm hurting. Good. <laughs> good because like think about you talked about surgery right it's that kind of thing like if you've ever had to have surgery number one you are probably nervous there's some anxiety when you're going under but once you mm-hmm. under you don't have no clue you don't have no clue what's happening you don't know they you don't doing know TikToks over your body like you have no clue what is happening <laughs> no you know clue. what i'm saying you don't know if they got your large intestines out like get it get it right flapping it up you have no clue <laughs> what's happening right And then when you come out of surgery, you don't know how long you've been under unless they tell you. So use that Mm -hmm. time and that space that it took to dig out whatever it is that needed to come out or repair whatever it was that needed to be repaired. You have no clue how long it took, the process it took. You have no clue. And because mm-hmm. you are still under anesthesia, you still have pain medicine, you don't even feel the effects of what had to be done. And I think that is what happens sometimes with people. God has gone in and done the surgery. And because you are still under the glory cloud, even if you don't recognize it, you don't feel what was done. You don't feel that excavation that took place. And then a few days later, this don't feel good. You're like, wait, 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 what wait, happened? wait. Why are these thoughts? Or something's missing. Some, like you feel missing? like you feel light. Mm-hmm. Where did these thoughts come from? Why am I having to deal with this now? It's because the Lord has gone in and tilled the ground. And so now there were some things we got to address because the next level, and I know people talk about it all the time. Oh, you're getting ready to go to your next level. But baby, none of us are getting to a next level until we deal with the matters of our heart, until we deal with the matters Listen. of our mind, until we deal with those things that's going to be a stumbling block on that next level, we won't be able to do it. So when we come up from under that anesthesia, and we begin to, ooh, we want friends around us that say, oh, wow, that's a great place. Like the lady I told y'all I met, when I told her about the house, she's like, I'm so excited for you. And I was like, since I've been here for a year and a half, you know what I'm saying? I've been out of my house for a year. What is your excitement for, ma'am? What is your, like, I didn't get it, right? But God Did she so, see the other side? He saw the other side mm-hmm. because like you said about Michael, Two years ago, you were there. Three years ago, you were there. Now you're on the other side. So her to me was keep coming. Keep yeah. coming. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm tired. <laughs> My stuff gone. I been, but he, I think the hardest thing for me is that I realized the other day, like you just said, Tiff, there are some hard shoes that come up. I have literally been in a fog for a year and a half. Mm. I have literally... Okay been in a fog not knowing feeling displaced feeling unsettled like a fog and then some hard questions started coming up right so i would call jerry like you know why can't god just take this she's like well that's not how it works and i'm like but that's the way i need it to work like i need him (laughs) to just and even that no it's not just you don't it. need it to work like, like that. I'm saying, you can have it, Lord. And he's like, how about that. we work on it together? And I'm like, no, no. No. <laughs> it's okay. I think you can handle this you one on it. your own. That's what I say. It's, you got it. It's some battles that he fights with us. 
and it's some battles that he'll take on his own. So it's sometimes we have to stand as Joshua and some some battles we have to stand and I know it's other battles, but some battles we have to stand as King Jehoshaphat. And we mm-hmm. have to understand that's where the Issachar anointed comes in because we got to understand what season and what battle we're in. Like in mine, you know, at one point in time, I had to fight like Joshua because I was being trained to fight. Mm. Because what God always told me is anything I teach you, you're always going to have to use it as a tool and teach others. So that means I'm training you up as a warrior. So you're going to have to, I'm going to call forth warriors unto you. You're going to have to teach them how to war, but you can't teach somebody something. You don't know what you're doing. And then there, now I'm in the season to where, because it's been confirmed through your prophetic word and other prophetic words that I've been, that's been given that's corporately and directly. Now I'm in the King Jehoshaphat. I just need you to worship me. I need you to stay in a secret place. I need you to keep your eyes on me. Be still and know that I am God. I got this. You in my way. Sit down. I don't need you over here. And when you took a point when you were talking about the mind, that's where God told me because I was praying and I said, God, Get me in position for the next. Because I know that, um, and I'm going to send y'all text messages of the vision that I saw, but give me the, put me in position of my next, put me in position. And he's like, position starts in your heart and your mind. And he was like, so if you're in position in your heart and your mind, you're already in position because now you're in a position of expectation. Now you're in a position of anticipation because you're excited and you're like, yes, I know it's coming. I understand that I just got this notice in the mail, but God is my provider. He's going to make sure everything is okay and everything is going to be restored. So now I'm sitting here anticipating Cause I even prayed and I asked him, I said, well, teach me how to be a good steward when it comes to my finances and everything that you put in my hands, both, you know, business and, uh, per- you know, personal. And so I'm thinking, you know, I'm saying he's going to send me some little, you know, send me to some little finance classes and do this and do that. No, we started Wednesday school at the Potter's house and it's like five different classes, but one of the classes is God and money. And he's been having me to stay right there. So last week it was about, um, uh, it was about money, but it was like breaking like the um, lack mentality, the poverty mentality, the slothfulness mentality, the guilt mentality, and understanding that money is not evil. It is a defense, but we're using it in a different way. We're supposed to use it as a tool not worship it and so yesterday they were talking about the spirit of mammon and how god jesus said you can't serve god and mammon you got to choose you're gonna either love one and despise the other and so when i was sitting in my chair i thought about what you said in the last episode like don't box him in and then i was like oh god i see what you're doing i asked you to teach me about finances to be a good steward you said bet Let's start with your mind. Now I'm going into your heart. Because all of that stuff, those roots be in our heart. As Jerry said, mm-hmm. our heart be filled up. So those, he said, so now I'm pulling up the roots. So when he was sitting, like a lot of people in the comment on YouTube was like, oh yeah, I don't worship mammon. I don't worship mammon. Praise the Lord. I don't worship mammon. And then when <laughs> Pastor Tubman said, this is how you know if you're worshiping mammon. And he started going down the line. And I looked back at the comments and 
including me. I repent, Lord. I repent. Uproot it out of me, Lord. Because we knew. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The enemy. But I have to say this really quickly. You said something, Tiffany, and it was for you, Jerry. She said something to the effect of like when you're going to the next level, it starts in your heart and mind and you can be effective in that place. Mm -hmm. So wound prep has reached women you don't know about. Okay. It has reached them in places that you have no clue. And they have been encouraged on the journey because of the work you have done in your heart and in your mind concerning mm. the matters of motherhood. So I know you know this. I don't have to tell you this. Don't come off the wall. There are some things that have already been cultivated and developed in your heart and your mind concerning motherhood that is allowing other women to birth freely without pain in their hearts, their minds, or their souls, and their babies are not their gods because of the work you've done on your face in prayer. So keep Hallelujah. going. Keep going. So listen, that's so funny because earlier this year, what, what was it, about a month ago, Tiffany, when I sent y'all the inbox? Mm-hmm. I sent the whole team an inbox. I said, you know what? We're not doing nothing for the rest of the year. For the rest of... No, listen. This is what I said. Because I had been praying on this for like a good two weeks. Because I was too. like, God, are you sure? Like, when I sent that message, I had been praying for a good two weeks. I was like, I don't, that don't sound right, God. Because, you know, like, sometimes God will tell you something. And, like, in your mind, it don't sound right. But it's still God. It was one of them situations. Let me and say so, this, one, this one thing. Go ahead. And I feel like that's... It, it does just confirm my prayer, my my prayer being answered, what you just said, because my prayer was because I already knew my place and stance because God had already told me that when we was in Georgia, because you had asked us this to us twice. This, this would be mm-hmm. the third time. The second time I was like, OK, God, you got to really let me know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And he was like, I called you to the ministry of healing women. So why would this not be who you're supposed to be? So stay right there. So I already knew that I was supposed to be there. But then things was disturbing within my spirit pertaining to how the ministry was being handled. So my prayer started to be, God, stir some stuff up in Jerry. Let her know who is supposed to be the team. Ask the questions, the hard questions, that, so we can get established because we're stuck. I felt like we were stuck in one place and Absolutely. we need to move. And so when you came with that, I was just like, yeah. So, so Takesha, for context, so about a month and a half, it may be two months now. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I I was feeling like, God, what what is Womb Prep doing? Why are we here? Like, what is this? And so I was like, I, I'm over it. Like, whatever. Right? And so I was getting discouraged. But you know me, Womb Prep literally is my heart. And so I'll never do anything with Womb Prep without consulting God first. And so I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And so I and he said, send a message. And so I sent a message to the whole team. I said, y'all, we are not doing any effective immediately. We're not doing anything for the rest of the year. So you don't have to post nothing for womb prep. I said, you're good. I said, what I want you to do for the rest of the year, I want you to pray and ask God if womb prep is for you. I said, pray and ask him if you're supposed to be here. I said, if you're not supposed to be here and you're just here for me, I love you, but you have to go. And I said, if you are supposed to be here, there is work to be done, but don't do anything for the rest of the year because I just want you to pray. Jesus. Amen. I said, because at the end of the day, 
their lives are at stake. And so if one purpose for you, if you're on the team, whatever, I'm, I'm glad to have you. But we got to work. And so I sent that message. They all acknowledged it. Tell me why they still posting in Woonbrook. I was like, okay, that's cool, but I still need you to pray. No, I want you to do what the instruction said and don't post nothing. Don't post anything. Because, see, we get we get caught up. And I saw a post. I can't remember who I saw it from, but they said something to effect of, if you are my friend, I don't want you to buy anything from my business to support me. I want you mm. to buy from my business because you believe in it and it's something that you need. Because when mm-hmm. somebody, you get an influx of customers per se, and they are they support your business when it first kicks off and you get this tremendous growth because your friends and family who want to see you do well supports it. But if it's not something that they need, that support is going to... It's going to go Dwindle. away really quickly. And mm-hmm. that's where people feel obligated to continue to do certain things that they don't need, right? And so the instruction that you gave is very clear. That's the same thing we have to do and take from God. When God is very clear about instruction that he gives us and he says, don't do. We should not be running behind doing because now we are out of order. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is ineffective. Right? Because who you think you're reaching, you're not. They don't care. They ain't there. And they only gonna like it because they feel obligated. Do you know that there are many people in this world who gets tons of likes and comments on their posts because there's somebody on the other side of the computer screen or the phone screen who feels obligated to that creator? Mm -hmm. They feel obligated that, man... I've been following them since they came out in 1966. And if I don't like and comment, they're going to know, right? They're going to be looking for me. Like, that's how the enemy warps people's brains when it comes to support, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be very careful that we don't fall into an allegiance of support when the order has been given to do nothing. And we have to be very careful that we don't fall into an allegiance of support where God says disconnect. Right. And so, and so, yeah, that's what I tell them. I said, don't do anything for the rest of the year. I said, for the rest of the year, we're not posting. We're not doing anything. Don't do it. Because I want you to be sure. Because at the end of the day, if you, if you say you're sure, then I know you're going to work. And I'll see you in the new year. Yeah. Right. I'll see you. And then you're going to have to show up. So it's not going to be like, I'm sure, and then it still be the same thing because at that point it's like oh, you so just no, because the Lord already told me <laughs> next year who doesn't show up gets fired. Uh, so okay. here's the thing. Here's the thing. The funny thing is, Jerry, you are going to be sending termination letters. It's not even a yeah. matter of whether or not they show up. You are actually going to be having a conversation with these people, whether it be by phone, by text, by email. It'll probably be something more formal because God is serious about womb prep. We know that. Mm -hmm. It'll be like, thank you so much for the time that you have sewn into womb prep. Um, We thank you for all that you've done. But in the new year, we are moving in a different direction. Uh, Thank you for being connected. You know, I pray that, you know, what we offer as a ministry uh, still is a blessing to you. But thank you for your time on the team. It's no longer necessary, right? You might say it nicer than that. 
but you'll be sending termination. I'm going to say it nicer than that. Yes. You'll say it nicer than that. Because here's the thing, right? When we think about, when we think about the work that we have to do in this world, it's a lot. Okay. Like all of us, we have families, we have business, we have ministry, we have friends, we have family. Like we have a whole lot and our prayer list can go on. Like we could literally probably be in prayer from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep just on our stuff just just on the stuff we got in our life right just the stuff in our lives and i think that what we have to know is when to disconnect i know lord that was for me i didn't even take need to tell them that but when we need to know when to disconnect from things that that was just a personal moment mind your business um remember we used to are have you gonna those quit your job conversations like we would just start are you gonna quit your job Yes, that might be one of the disconnections. We gotta know what to disconnect. I'm just saying, I'm I'm waiting but on that phone call. You know what call. I learned about that last night that God gave me a revelation on because they were talking about the scripture in Matthew. I think it's Matthew six. Um, but in that scripture, he was talking about how like if you can be faithful over other people's stuff, then how are you going to be? You're not going to be faithful on your own. Mm-hmm. And when he read that, I was like, "Whoa!" So that means that those of us that are on nine that are nine to fives, we have nine to fives, and we're also believing God for us to go full time into our own business. He's looking at if you're not handling, you know, Joe and Bob, uh, you know, your job with Joe and Bob then you definitely ain't finna handle your own because then you definitely gonna get lazy over there. And I had to mm-hmm. repent for that because I was like, oh, wow, I need to do better because what if the way that I'm handling my nine to five is what's keeping me held up to going into my own. So it's like, oh, you keep you keep mismanaging. So I got a block. You're not gonna move until you learn how to handle somebody else's stuff before I give you your own. And I was like, oh, oh. Oh, oh, okay. Let me let me get that together. So the healing process, y'all, just to give you, you know, the healing promise. process is real. It's, and a, we heal it's a real thing, it's man. For real. We heal on many different levels: mentally, Absolutely. physically, emotionally, relationally. Like we heal very differently. And so, one of the things that I often find myself praying is, "Lord, heal me on a cellular level." Like whatever it is that I've been dealing with, I want it to come out of my cells. I want it to come out of my muscle memory. I want it to come out completely. Like I don't even want to reference it anymore. I don't even want it to be a point of reference in my life. Like remember when? No, I forgot. My DNA don't even Like I, I don't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been proven yeah. scientifically that our DNA changes because of trauma or because of you know what i mean it changes Mm -hmm. because of situations and so that's why people some people are born very anxious right there are some things that have happened in their bloodline that has caused anxiety and now babies are born literally shaking uh because Mm -hmm. of that anxiety and so as we are moving on and you know whatever god has for us number one like you said tiffany we need to repent because we we've been mismanaging a whole lot of stuff Maybe that was like for me. For Mismanaging a whole lot no, of stuff. That, I think that was for Time, me too, so. money, were. relationships, prophetic words. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been, the word of God, the grace of God, the Ooh, let's of talk God. about that next week. How we be mismanaging prophetic words and the words of God. Here, Which we, we should that. not be doing because it's a, it's, a, it's a scripture that says that you should not be rejecting uh, prophetic words. And I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, we... But here's the we thing. Gonna, we gonna talk about that next week. 
We're going to talk about that yeah. um, that's next a lot. week. That's definitely, a whole other life, girl. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a whole thing. But, y'all, it, it has come to the time where we got to go. We love y'all so much. We thank y'all for rocking with us. Make sure, y'all, make sure that you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel because this is where all the episodes go. So if you're not liked and subscribed, you might miss something and it might be real juicy. And so I need you to go ahead and like and subscribe yeah. so that you can get notified when it, when we drop a new episode. Also, y'all, we are on every social media known to man except for Twitter. Y'all know how we feel about Twitter. We've talked about it for the past two weeks. We don't do Twitter because Twitter is toxic. But as far as threads, as far as, I'm just saying, Twitter Twitter be doing a lot. As far as threads, as far as Instagram, as far as Facebook, we are on, and TikTok, we are on all that. So make sure that you follow us at Dear Christian Black Girl. All right, y'all, that's a wrap. Uh, Takesha and Tiffany both got to go to work. And so, y'all, we love y'all so much. We thank y'all for rocking with us. All right, y'all, bye. Bye.